Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of the Borger Sports Podcast. We want to give a shout out to the official sponsor of the Borger Sports Podcast, Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is brokered by Keller Williams of Amarillo. That's right. Kano, what's up? What's going on, everybody? We are, we are back. Episode number two. We made it to a second episode. I know. We didn't get canceled yet. We didn't get canceled. That's because uh, that's because we paid for an annual subscription that's true. for our website. And nobody can cancel us. <laughs> I know. That's so refreshing to know that. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, we got a lot of action going on. It's been a good weekend for sports. Yeah, it has. It has. There's a lot, lot going on. We went to the scrimmage. We did go to the scrimmage. We to the scrimmage. We'll talk about that later. It was hot. It was hot. Canyon people were sitting with us on our side. Yeah, my and kid, I didn't even blame them. I, my my kids were complaining. Yeah, my daughter. I got to tell you this week because they, you know, Canyon, they're purple. Yeah, and so my little girl, she's three. She's sitting next to me. She's like, "Daddy, I want to be the purple team." <laughs> I was like, "No, baby, we're we're the red team. Yeah, we're the bulldog. We're the Borger bulldog. Why? Yeah, because we live in Borger. Yes, you're a Borger bulldog." But I like the purple. <laughs> no, no, you are a Borger Bulldog. You live in Borger now. You're Borger. You're born in Borger. Yeah. You're a Borger Bulldog girl. I'm pretty sure Abby won a fantasy football league one time because she picked all based on the mascots. Uh, uh, two years ago, we did the March Madness thing as a family, you know, yeah. the college b- brackets, college basketball brackets. And uh, Nora, Nora had the best one in the family because she went off of the mascots. The three-year-old. Uh, she was... No, she was two at the time. She was six at the time. That was Nora. <laughs> oh, Nora. Okay, Emmy girl. was the one who wanted to be. Yeah, purple. Emmy was the one who wanted to be purple. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody on the podcast knows my kids, I guess. So, and I guarantee <laughs> yeah. Owen probably studied every team. He did. Owen went over all the statistics. He was looking at like all the the BPI and all the stuff of every team and yeah. all that stuff. He was like so mad his little sister beat him. <laughs> he was so mad. <laughs> I like a Jayhawk. That yeah. Was yeah. Great. <laughs> Well, it has been good. My Buffalo Bills are in action. They're getting started now. Yeah. So shout out to the Bills. Shout out to the Bills. Yeah. Diggs, stay with us. Don't go too far. Yeah. And your team, Phoenix Cardinals? Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Sorry. Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> they represent the whole state. They do. Uh, they're kind of my team. I, they're kind of my team. Are you not? Are, now, you, oh, so are you backtracking? Do we need to talk? I don't need to know if we need to talk about my NFL fandom, but I'm because I'm I'm really more of a 49er fan. I know. Okay. Because I grew up, I was born up there. I grew up a 49er fan. My dad was a 49er fan. Sure. I grew up a 49er fan, but all my cousins kind of live in Phoenix. Okay. And so I was a 49er fan my whole life. And but and I know they're in the same division, so it's kind of weird. Sure. But the Cardinals were never good, so you never really had to worry about them. Yeah. You know, as a 49er fan, so yeah. you kind of root for them on the side. Yeah. Uh Except for when they played the 49ers, you weren't really worried about them making the playoffs or really doing anything special because they were awful. And so, uh, anyway, this is this has gone on way too long. So, uh, but nobody cares about who I root for in football. I care. Okay. Anyway, so when they fought, when the 49ers fired Jim Harbaugh, it made yeah. me really, really upset. Oh, absolutely. And really, really mad. That was and ridiculous. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be a full time Cardinal fan. Okay. And so I like bought you already- Cardinal. I bought Cardinal gear. I was like, yeah. I'm all in on the Cardinals. And then. Uh, but then deep down in my heart, like every time the 49ers would play the Cardinals, I'm like rooting for the 49ers still. Yeah. And so, and then the Cardinals are just awful. And Kyler Murray is a joke. He's Dude. not, he's not a franchise quarterback. He is pathetic. He's not going to be, he's not going to do it. He's not going to succeed in the NFL. The Cardinals are a joke of a franchise. And so I've, 
you know, in my heart of hearts, I've kind of just accepted the fact that I'm really a 49er fan deep down. What about Kurt Warner? You can't just Kurt Warner. Oh yeah, that was you great. can't just that Super give Bowl up run on the whole franchise was, because was of Kurt great. Warner. Was that was there. heart. That was a heartbreaking Super Bowl. Sure. Uh, you know. Anyway, I don't want to get into that either because there was. We'll save that for yeah. Episode. We'll save that for another time. You know, twenty six. Yeah, I'll just sound like a baby fan crying about the officiating in that game. So, <laughs> costing them a Super Bowl. <laughs> anyway, let's get on to Borger Sports. Let's get on That's to the what rundown. People are here for absolutely. They're probably just hitting that skip thirty second button. Yeah, right? they've, they've already through, skipped um, through uh, yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna hit the rundown here. Volleyball action from the past week and a half. We're gonna start off with Tuesday. August the 15th, the Lady Bulldogs went to Bushland to play the Falcons. Uh, had a difficult time over there. They ended up losing in three sets. That is a very good Bushland team over there. Yeah. And so uh, the Bulldogs definitely challenged themselves with that. Played really great in the second set. Thought they were going to be able to pull that out. Um, but Bushland came out on top. Cooper Buchanan had six kills. Played really well. All Savannah right. Padilla. Did a great job, and so did Reality Briscoe, each having seven digs. Uh, the JV and freshman also fell to Bushland as well. Mm. Addie Sims over on the JV, five kills, played really Sweet. good. This last weekend, uh, the varsity went over to River Road for the River Road tournament. Started out super hot, went undefeated in pool play. Right on. Defeating Idaloo, San Jacinto, Highland Park, and West Texas High. Um, they got into bracket play. Mojo kind of fell down a little bit there. They ended up losing in a tough game to Dalhart in split sets okay. and then fell to All Saints in split sets as well. So high school lady volleyball varsity team currently 10 and 4 getting ready for um, district play coming up here pretty soon. Sweet. The JV volleyball team went to Dumas this weekend for the JV tournament over there. They also went undefeated in pool play, made into the gold bracket, uh, went all the way to the semifinals where they lost to the Tascosa JV team. Okay. Tascosa ended up going on and winning the championship there. Okay. So, tough run for them. Tough run, Did a really yeah. good job. And then Frank Phillips College is yeah. now in volleyball action. Yeah, we're excited to cover some Frank Phillips sports too, not just Borger High School. Absolutely. Harvard on the Hill. Yeah. Is that what they call it? I never heard that. Yeah, that's what we've always called it. Okay. Cool. All right. I call it Frank Phillips. We can call it that too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so yeah, we're excited. Frank Phillips uh, College volleyball is currently two and two. It's wins over Trinidad College and Cisco College, and losses to Arizona Western and Northeast Community College. Uh, head coach is McKenna Clement, uh, Hutchinson County girl, graduated from West Texas High School, mm-hmm. and played college volleyball volleyball at Oklahoma Panhandle State University. Yeah, so she's kind of back home here now. Yeah, working in her hometown and leading this program hopefully leading Back to the some panhandle. good things that's right absolutely awesome glad to have her yeah we yeah. are excited about uh frank phillips volleyball man yeah yeah you want to go over some of the players that we got here on the team you want to go over the roster let's look at the roster let's take a look at the roster all right uh we've got farah ez from cairo egypt amani brown she's from el paso texas mm-hmm. uh mia chavez she's also from el paso texas uh marina maya from Brazil. 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 All right. Uh, Madison Fobbs. She's from Louisiana, Lafayette, Louisiana. There we go. Got Alexis Ralston from Wichita Falls. Nevaeh Rodriguez from Amarillo. Got a local local girl on the team. And I think we saw her play last year. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, she was at Highland Park. Okay. And okay. she can flat out play. Okay, awesome. So 
excited to have her on board. Awesome. We got we got Alpaline White uh, from Salt Lake City, Utah. Caitlin White from Waco. Brooklyn Cox from Dumas. Marcela, Marcela Silva from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Mm. Another Brazil girl. Yeah. Uh, Riley Valiant from Bryson. Zuzana Zytek from Poland. Mm-hmm. All the way from Poland. Yeah. Awesome. And Sibylla Bothwell from Spring, Texas, and Gabriela Gutierrez from San Diego, California. Yeah. My wife's hometown. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You know, I'd, it is amazing to me when you start looking at the rosters, when you go yeah, to some yeah. of the FPC stuff, some of these kids and where they are coming from. From all over the world. All over the yeah. world. It's the same with the basketball, too. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. We'll see them walking over cool. there to Walmart, back and forth in the college. and mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you see them out there, be friendly. Buy yeah. him a, buy him some sodas or something like that. Yeah, I was like, say hi kids. to the basketball guys when I see him in there. Yeah, but I don't ever want to be like creepy. Like, who's this weird guy trying to talk to me? Yeah, they probably know me as the guy who yells at the referees. That's probably on the other true. side of the stands. They've seen the games. You. Yeah, there's that short, fat white guy who yells at the referees. He almost gets tossed every game. <laughs> I've never almost gotten tossed. I need to work on that. I need to work on that. You know, Les had a good message this weekend about that. Yeah, he did. I was elbowing my wife. She needed to listen. So it was good. Your wife needed to listen. She's the one who yells at the refs in your family, not you? Yeah, I'm not the aggressive one. Sure. I'm not. People think I'm the most competitive one because I'm pretty competitive. Sure. No. Abby, I could, I could see, Abby, I could see Abby being competitive, super competitive one yeah. in the family. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. All right. It's crazy. Should we move on to tennis? Let's go on to some tennis action here. All right. So recently found out the tennis. The Texas Tennis Coaches Association come out with the uh, latest rankings in the state for okay. team tennis. Borger is currently ranked 21st in the state, Class 4A, 7th awesome. okay. in Region 1. Okay. And so this last weekend, they got to test themselves. They went to the Tascosa Team Mixer, mm-hmm. started out strong, beat Plainview 14-5, to ran into a very strong Tascosa team, lost that one 1-18. to Bounced okay. back, though. And then beat Paladero 12 to 4. And trying to move on, just couldn't get past Lubbock Coronado. They ended up falling 3 to 16. Uh, good singles wins by Lauren Escobar and JC McKinney. Mm-hmm. And also, we had Destiny Jimenez and Ashley Saucedo, one in doubles action. Okay. So, Team Tennis making a name for themselves. Current record is 6 and 8. They're 1 and 0 or 0 and 1 in district play, but they're going to be looking at coming back from that. All right. Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you to our newest sponsor, new sponsor, Late Bloomers. Late Bloomers is Borger's newly established flower and gift boutique shop. As you know, homecoming is coming up quickly on September 8th, and Late Bloomers is now taking garter and mum orders for students of all ages and price ranges. So go visit them today at 530 North Main Street and place your order today. Late Bloomers is also accepting nominations for your favorite teacher. So go by and nominate your favorite educator to get them into the monthly drawing. And each month, the one winning teacher will receive a large flower bouquet delivered to their school. Be sure to visit the ladies at Late Bloomers and support our Borger Bulldogs small businesses. That's awesome. Late Bloomers. Late Bloomers. Thank well, you. Homecoming's coming up. Yeah, it is. Mums and Garter season. My first home game. Oh, yeah, Football. absolutely. Yeah. We're traveling for two weeks, then we're coming back home. You're coming back. I wonder, does Gina have a weight limit on mums this year? Some of these girls, I say, I think they're going to get back problems from the size of their mums. Oh, weight limit. Dude, I thought, 
I thought you meant like a weight limit on the person who could buy the mumps. And oh I was like, where gosh, is he going right now? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to edit this out. This is offensive. But you're talking, okay. I'm man. talking about the weight limit for the mums. For the mums. Yeah, they get big. They're massive. Oh, it's like a 45 pound so weight. It, that's, you know, mums are only like a Texas thing. Do they have? They no, have I never, never seen one until I moved here. Never seen one in my life until I moved here. We were like, me and my wife were like, what are these things these people are wearing? They're hideous. You don't understand the pressure of the mum when you're young. So, oh, I know. I already do. My daughter, my daughter's already starting to want one. So, I was in eighth grade. She'll probably be the year we start getting her one. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Is it that time? I don't know. I saw, so I saw girls her age. She's like third grade. I saw second graders wearing them last year. It was ridiculous. Mum jealousy is a real thing. Yeah. That's yeah, I was in eighth grade, decided to take this girl. I asked her to homecoming. My mom, in order to save money, decided she's going to make our own mom. Yeah, that's what that's what Sarah would do. And she she assured me it was going to be good. Mm-hmm. Was Guess good? what? She ran out of town. She ran out of time because she's a teacher. Okay. So we, we super glued that sucker night before. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she lost about three ribbons. Oh, god! The flower fell off. Yeah. I was so embarrassed. I'm sorry. But my dad was like Mexican Dave Ramsey. We always save money. Yeah. Yep. There you go. All right. Well, what do we got coming up? Let's talk about that. We got action coming up for the next week and a half or so. So coming up in tennis this Saturday, August the 26th, tennis teams traveling to Lubbock to face Monahans and All Saints. All right. In volleyball this weekend, the varsity is going to be traveling to Seminole for the Seminole Tournament. And the freshmen will be traveling traveling to Amarillo for the AISD tournament over there. Okay, yeah. And Frank Phillips Volleyball, they're traveling to Trinidad, Colorado for the Trinidad State College Tournament. So we're wishing them luck there. Hope they do well. Hope they Absolutely. show up play hard. Go show those Colorado kids. Yeah, go Plainsmen. Plains women. Plains, Plains women. Plains do. women, yeah. That's right. And then you can't forget about football action. Varsity football will open up the season with an away game this Friday night at Denver City we go. going to take it to the Mustangs. We have to get revenge from that 21 to 20 overtime loss last year. If I remember correctly, that game, we lost, we missed a kick, right? Or they made a kick. I can't remember. It was an overtime game, wasn't it? It was an overtime game. Yeah. We, yeah. we missed a kick. I think we missed an, an extra point. Yeah. We missed an extra point and yeah. lost by one. That's right. Yeah. Okay. But. We got Chepas this year. You okay. know about Chepas? I do not know about Chepas, but Luis you're going to tell me. Chepas Chavez. Okay. The golden foot. Sweet. He's assured me he will not miss one all, all season right. long. You going to get him on the show? Oh, yeah. All absolutely. Right. All right. We'll get him on over we'll here. Talk we'll talk to him about his doing. golden foot. Yeah, we'll talk about the golden foot. We'll yeah. see We'll see how golden that thing really is. If he makes a game-winning kick, we're getting him on here. We'll get him on here. We're talking about it. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Well, we got a special guest in the studio. We have a very today. special guest in the studio today. We did. Yes. We're going to be talking about some football action. Head coach Dane Hamrick on the show. Yep. Right after this break. We would like to thank the Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is the official sponsor of the Borger Sports Podcast. Are you looking to sell your current home or property or on the hunt for your dream home? Look no further than Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is your trusted partner in finding the perfect property for you and your family or selling your current home in the competitive real estate market. Plumley Real Estate Group's agents, Jodina Plumley, Lindsay Vinson, and Mike Lynn Reese, 
understand that buying or selling a home is a significant decision, and they are here to make the process as smooth and stress-free as possible. Plumlee Real Estate Group's team of dedicated and knowledgeable agents will guide you every step of the way, from listing your home or browsing listings to closing the deal. Join the many satisfied homeowners and sellers who have worked with Plumlee Real Estate Group. Contact Plumlee Real Estate Group online today at plumleegroup.kw.com to schedule a consultation. Plumlee Real Estate Group is brokered by Keller Williams of Amarillo. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast today. Very special guest, Michael yeah. Williams, in the studio with us. In the studio. The one, the only, Dane Hamrick. All right. Head football coach of the Borger Bulldogs, athletic director. Coach, thanks for being on today. Glad to be here. Good. Looking forward to it all week. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. you're looking forward to it. We're excited because, to have you. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was torturing myself even asking you to come on with the <laughs> gamut of the media that you've been through over the last several months. I've got to rep the brand. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Well, Coach, um, getting started here, I was actually, you know, seeing all this stuff, listening to Kale talk about you. I'm assuming everyone knows you and everyone's got all the inside information. I actually had a conversation the other day with someone that was like, well, who's Dane Hamrick? What, what does he do? I was like, oh my gosh, where have you been? So for those people that are like that out there listening to the podcast for the first time, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you found yourself here at Borger. Oh man, just a, a panhandle guy through and through. Uh, grew up in Amarillo, moved around a little bit as a young kid, but went to Amarillo High, uh, graduated from WT, uh, started coaching in 2012 for Coach Plunk at Tascosa and stayed there for 11 years. And um, the right opportunity finally presented itself and, uh, you know, applied and interviewed and did all that and and here we are um always thought since i started coaching that this was an intriguing place and so uh cool. it's one that i always talked about and it came open uh, and we're ready to go and, and coincidentally enough it was coach punk and i were talking it was his first interview yeah and absolutely. so um way back you know probably 17 18 years ago was his first interview at border right before he got the Randall job so Thought that was kind of a neat, neat story. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of funny that he was actually telling you, like, hey, I hope you have better luck in your interview than yes. I did with my <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, um, you've been here now since January. We were able to make that move with you, brought you in. So you've been working with these kids all through the spring. Um, you know, what's your thoughts on the current state of the program now that you've had about eight months in the chair and been able to get to know the kids and build those relationships. Man, the, the kids are great, you know, and that's one thing. Um, a lot of people ask, well, how is it up there? And, I, and my main first answer is kids are kids. They're mm -hmm. fun to work with. If you expect them to work hard, they'll work hard. Um, and so that, that part's, you know, to me, I think the easier part. And now it's just transitioning their mindset of what, what they've been used to or what their coaches have expected them to and, and transitioning coaches' mindset of this is just the new mm -hmm. way we're going to do things and it's going to be fast tempo and intense and we're going to do things with a purpose and we're going to, um, you know, we're not just going to show up just to show up and check off boxes. So I think um, we're slowly getting used to that. You know, every sure. day is a new day still in, in this first calendar year of this job and, and same for the kids, you know, like yeah. we're coming Friday night and there's going to be probably some bumps in the road you didn't think about because it's the first time we've all yeah. done it together. Yeah, but, sure. um, you know, you know, so far through two scrimmages, these kids just, they kind of fight. They kind of fight and I like that a lot about them. Absolutely. You know, people might think that 
the biggest part of this job, and it probably is the biggest part of this job, is training up the kids, working with the kids through this process. But in your role as the head guy of the program, as the athletic director, you're spending just as much time making sure you're training coaches, especially young coaches, getting into the business, teaching them what the business is. How do you do this? How do you respond to this? How do you plan a practice session or a group session? And so what is that process like? Not just working with the kids, but also the adults and training young adults up to be those guys. You know, I think uh, it's just it's just like we, we show the kids, you know, if we want the kids to be intense, we have to be intense as well. And so same uh, in preparation and how we meet and how we interact with the kids and how we monitor locker rooms and how we greet kids in hallways, you know, you do it by example. And uh, if the guys can see me doing it, you know, and not, you know, not just doing my own thing or delegating, then they think, okay, it's not too big a deal for me. It's not too big for me to to do the laundry. It's not too big for me sure. to shake a kid's hand that I don't necessarily know and not too big for me to get in there and, and work when work needs to be done. And so I think right now for sure is just leading by example and, and jumping into work, which is, you know, it's just what I come from and what I'm used to. And a lot of guys contributing to one goal. Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you talked about leading by example. You know, how important is that to you that we are showing young men what it is like to grow up and be a man one day? You know, you're looking at these kids and, and they're players right now and they're 17, 18 years old, 16 years old. One day they're going to be fathers. One day they're going to be a husband to somebody. And and so is is that a priority for you? Is that something big that you think about with these kids? Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, there's a reason I got into the profession, and that's because mm-hmm. the men that were able to lead uh, when I was in high school and that I was around when I helped in college and get the people that coached me in college and then the men I was around, um, you know, at, at my previous job and just seeing, you know, from the outside, you you miss a lot of those things. And so I think once you're in it and you realize – how this person relates to kids and and what you can do for them, it definitely becomes a priority because the things it takes to, to win are the things it takes to be to be a good person as well. You know, mm-hmm. just to do things right and show up and work hard and and not mm-hmm. only worry about yourself but others and be selfless. And so I think um, you know that's that that's an easy part. And I hope the kids are getting that. I think they are. You know, just uh, confidence goes a long way, and sure, it's all contagious. Um, attitude and effort can be contagious as well. Absolutely. Well, we're two scrimmages in, and we didn't have anything light on ourselves for these two scrimmages. No, no, we didn't. You face two teams like Canadian and Canyon. You know that you got to be ready. You got to bring it because they're going to be ready and they're going to bring it. So, what's your thoughts and your takeaways after completing these two scrimmages? I think uh, we definitely made strides from uh, the first week of fall camp to week two when we had Canadian. Um, you know, and then we got through that scrimmage and and played hard and forced some turnovers. But you know, we also had some some busted coverage and, and whatnot, a little bit. It's a little bit of eye discipline. And then fast forward week two, um, defensive line improved vastly. We, we played sure. really well against the run, I thought, against Canyon. Um, again, gave up a couple big plays here and there. But, you know, we, we had a great effort play, caught a kid down at the one, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then we forced a fumble the next play. We've done that both scrimmages. Sure. You know, and so that's why I told the kids right after the scrimmage, the resiliency and the fight to just keep playing because you never know what's going to happen next play. So I'm really proud of that. We still have a long way to go. You know, I yeah. think uh, a little frustrated offensively last week, but um, we were there. We just didn't make the plays. And, sure. you know, mm-hmm. um, so we just got to continue to work on the little things. And that's the day, the consistency, the day-to-day, throwing and catching, blocking and tackling. Um, you just, you got to do it all year long. You got to do it all year long. Sure. Yeah, I was really impressed. Um 
with the with the overall performance that I saw over the last two weeks. And like you said, seeing the growth that you've seen with some of these guys, I think that you see like a like a Maverick Lopez who is starting to find his confidence here when he literally rushes through the line against Canyon, grabs the quarterback by a jersey, flings him <laughs> around. Like, you know, it's like Hulk smash and then yeah, ball yeah. comes out, fumbled, those kind of things. So it's like you're seeing some of these guys, mm-hmm. Mason, flying around the field, just growing in confidence little by little, seeing that with KJ a little bit here. And so that, that kind of contagious um, attitude it, it really finds a way to get through the locker room, doesn't it? It does. And, and on that attitude, you know, we were we were so much more energetic on the sideline as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys that are not, you, you're not, never not involved in the game. And you have to be glued in. You have to be ready when your number's called. But you have to be able uh, to stay consistent through the game, not get too high and too low. And we did a, a much better job of that against Canyon, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, switching gears now, we are week one going into a big game. Denver City Mustangs, uh, they came here last year. We are looking to avenge a 21-20 to 20 overtime loss last year. Yeah. I mean, just right in our grasps and just kind of slipped away from us. Making that long drive this time to Denver City. Uh, what are your thoughts about Denver City? What do you know or what are you looking to execute this week? You know, a, a well-coached football team, uh, they do the little things right. They run the ball well, throw the bootleg well. Uh, fly around on defense, you know. Um, so it's definitely going to be a, a good challenge, and our kids are excited for that challenge and uh, realize, that, you know, I think that if we can uh, continue to do things right and build, that, that we have a good chance to, to get after these guys. But knowing that if we, you know, don't clean up the little mistakes and don't make the plays when needed and don't get off the field on third and long, uh, then then we can be beat and go down there. So, sure. um, you know, we're going to have to control the line of scrimmage, um, which I'm – we're, we're continuing to get better up front on both sides of the football. Um, and then eye discipline in the secondary. They did such a good job with, with motions and some eye candy, and they have some good receivers, good physical receivers that, you know, if we if we get out of – if we start peeking in the backfield, they're going to have a chance to make some plays. So sure. um, excited for the contest, excited for the road trip. I always like getting on the road. You just kind of get on the bus and just – just kind of tune out for a little bit. All yeah. the, all the oh, outside yeah. stuff, yeah. you know. So, yeah. yeah. So hopefully the, the kids take it that way. But once we strap it up, once we get on the grass for warm-ups, it's, it's all business. Yeah. Whenever you're on the road on something like that, do you ever get the itch to be like, I want to change something last second. Guys, get together. We're going to do this instead. This <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Are you pretty like, no, we're set. We're not we're touching set. it, guys. I, it's more probably nervous thoughts about it. You know, did we do this right? Is this right? And and hopefully my the two coordinators will calm me down and vice versa. You know, yeah. um, uh, those, I think it's it's going to be good that that us three have kind of been in this journey all together at the same time. Yeah. Um. So I think we're we're able to check each other a little bit and just you know play fast, play hard, do little things right, and uh, hopefully not get too. Don't second-guess ourselves too much. Just go out and execute. That's right. You know, just like you were talking a second ago, you can tell through the words that you're saying, you have prepared for this. You have seen what you've been looking at. You you know, it's a very in-depth knowledge of the opponent that you're going against. And people may not understand the amount of time that goes into coaching. You know, it's not just you show up at practice, go home after that and stuff like that. It's they may not understand what does a preparation week look like for for a high school coach and specifically someone like you, who's the head guy. What does that preparation re- week look like going into this game? You know, usually about midweek, the week before you get the first set of film from that team, and so mm-hmm. typically a Wednesday, 
Uh, so as for instance, this Wednesday, we'll get River Roads film. And so sometimes we go in there and we break some of that down and have the data ready for the weekend. Um, and then come Friday, we're back to all business on, on Denver City. And then uh, come Saturday morning, we'll, we'll watch Denver City and, and the things that happen, good and bad, the things we need to get fixed. And we'll go, you know, not there right after, we'll go right back on the River Road um, and start developing that game plan through Saturday morning. Um, and then Sunday, we'll try to finalize that game plan. You know, Sunday afternoon, we'll meet and, and finalize that game plan and get the preparation, the practice schedules and the scripts and the cards and the uh, film, film clips we send out to kids set. Uh, and then you get, it, get into it on Monday. So, you know, really, once you get into football season, there's not a day off. Um, you know, and we try to – technology is awesome. We can work it oh, home. Yeah. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. you know, I, can, I can pull out my phone right now and watch huddles. So, sure. you know, I want the guys to be with the family. I want to be with my family. And so um, when we get things done at the office, we go home and, and you get things done you need to. But, but uh, you know, it is constantly on your mind and, and just thinking about little things and did we do this right? Do we have this set up, you know, and – and uh, especially when you run your own program, you're looking at buses and food and all those things that are sure. outside of just coaching the kids, only trying to get them ready. But sure, uh, but it's a fun process, and, and that's what really gets you mainly ready for the game. Is just grinding yeah. on that. When I was a when I was still playing here, one of, one of the funnest things I used to really enjoy was messing with the coaches' kids. Like I can remember <laughs> David Latimer, who's over at Stratford right now. When Casey was a little, I mean, Casey's huge. I mean, he's a massive individual, mm-hmm. you know, and he's coaching. He's doing a great job over there with him as well. But, man, I remember we would mess with them and throw the ball and go tackle him and stuff like that. Does Casey love that? Do the kids just love that uh, part of got, it being we've around? We've got a group every day, Casey, uh, and then uh, Liam O'Dell is there, Coach O'Dell's son. Uh, Cage's little brother, Kaiser's out at practice usually. Uh, Griffin Kaiser's Laird. everywhere. Kaiser finds himself on sidelines for every – I don't know how he does yeah. that. He's a he's man of the people. The man of the people. <laughs> you know, uh, Griffin Laird is out there. So it, it's a fun atmosphere. You know, it's something I was used to. And, um, you know, it's, it's just fun to have those kids around and, and be around the boys and see how the boys interact with with the younger kids. And, and you know, I don't know if they always realize it, but tell them you don't realize how much those kids look up to you. And so mm-hmm. good or bad, mm-hmm. you know, you got to make sure that, that you're doing what's right. And our kids do a great job with the young ones. Sure, yeah. Well, you know, if one of our listeners goes out to, if they're able to make the drive to Denver City, which I know several of us are going to be over there, some people may not be out there, but if they get the time and they go out to a Borger Bulldog game, what do you think they're going to get from that? What are they going to take away after getting to see the team play? You know, I've, I've said this from from day one, from my interview and, and talking with the board and all, all kinds of things, but when you see a Borger bus pull up, you know, specifically football right now, as we're talking about this Friday, but every sport generally, you're going to expect a team that fights, that works hard. You can just tell when they walk off the bus that they work hard. And, and so you're going to te- see a team that flies around on defense um, is going to make some big plays, play with a lot of energy. Um, and then we've got some, you know, I think you're going to see some a little bit of flash on offense. We've got the ability to make some big things happen. Um, and then we've got the ability to, you know, to kind of eat the clock up and, and roll you down with the big guys up front. So, um, but hopefully just energy, fun, um, an intentionality about how we do things, you know, from special teams on. Everything's coached well. Everything's coached hard. Everything's important because, you know, one point's a big deal in this game. Mm-hmm. A couple inches is a big deal in this game. And so we've got to continue to remind ourselves, myself included, that all the little things matter. And uh, But fast, physical team is going to play really hard with relentless effort for, for 48 minutes or however long it takes. 
Fantastic. Yeah. This Friday night at Denver City, the Borger Bulldogs opener. It's the Denver City Mustangs. If you can make the drive, get over there. Find a friend or two. Carpool. Carpool lane. Yeah. Is it probably not a carpool lane to Denver probably City? Probably not, but who knows? I don't know what the back roads look like. I've never driven to Denver City. Me either. I'm excited. It's the same here. Here we go. I just want to <laughs> go to see the sights. So we'll maybe find some good barbecue on the way. We'll have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Coach Dane Hamrick, everybody. Coach, thanks for being on yeah, today. Yeah, thank appreciate you. you guys having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Borger Sports Podcast. Thanks again to our official sponsor, Plumley Real Estate Group. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram to join the conversation. And feel free to contact us with any comments, questions, or advertising inquiries at borgersportspod at gmail.com. It would also be a huge help if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. And make sure you give us a five-star rating as well. The Borger Sports Podcast is hosted by Michael Kano and mixed and produced by me, Michael Williams. Once again, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.